Hi, welcome to Off the Plot. I'm your host, Ryan McKinley. Hi guys, and welcome to episode four of Off the Plot. Today, I wanna talk about journaling. It's still early in the new year, and so I know a lot of you have probably created some of your new year's resolutions and i know journaling might be one of them or just implementing gratitude into your morning every day as part of your routine um that's something that i have implemented as well and it's been something that has been so 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 beneficial to me in my life and i've been doing it for the past three years and anytime anyone comes to me about mental health stuff, struggling with anxiety or depression because I've been there, trust me. And I'm gonna do a whole separate episode on anxiety and depression and mental health another time. But one thing that I have noticed has helped me over the years, not cure it for obvious reasons, but just to kind of help um, cope with it is journaling. And I always recommend journaling to any of my friends, it is seriously such an amazing tool. And I'm so glad that now journaling is kind of getting the recognition it's always deserved. You see like on TikTok, girls doing their morning routines and sipping their coffee and journaling before they get their day started with. So I'm glad it's finally getting the recognition because when I started, I definitely didn't know where to start. It was kind of before this whole surge of self-care and making sure that your mental health is in check. I guess I'll start with how I kind of got started with journaling and how it's helped me. So first of all, I started when I was a sophomore in college going into my second semester. So this is what 2020 going into 2021. This point in time was absolutely crazy for me. I was dealing with a lot of boy drama I was gaining a lot of weight. I just had a lot of um, body dysmorphia. I was just very depressed. My grades weren't doing well. Like I was just in a very, very, very bad place. I hadn't been like that in a really long time. So I was really worried about my mental health. I was blacking out all the time and just using other things things as a source of coping when I was really, really struggling. And I wasn't on medication at the time. I was not the type of person at all who talked about anything. I was someone at the time who definitely just like pushed things down until it festered and then I would explode. It was just not a great time in my life. And I look back now, which I'll get into this a little bit later, but journaling is something where now I can go back and reflect on those entries from years ago and reflect on who I was then versus who I am now. And that's probably one of my favorite things about journaling. It's a free tool to help you. Also, it is just so refreshing to see progress and to kind of compare yourself to when you were at your worst and when you were at your best the things that you were doing, the things that you've changed. Like when I write down everything, I can pinpoint what it was that made me feel that way or how I changed to make myself feel better. And so journaling 
things like that is it's almost like a record keeping. When I got into journaling, you know, it was a very scary thought. Like I said, I wasn't someone who ever shared my thoughts and feelings. So the thought of putting pen to paper and writing down all of my thoughts was very intimidating. And I didn't love that. Journaling, you think of like, remember when you used to have those diaries with like the pink fur around it and like you had to speak a password into it to open it and you didn't want your mom seeing because you wrote down all your crushes at the time and who you like kissed on the playground. I wish journaling now was like that, but unfortunately we have bigger issues at hand. Anyways, something that I implemented when I've decided, okay, something's up. I'm not well I need to fix this and I have to fix it myself. Like I can't rely on anybody else to fix it for me. Um, I'm definitely the type of person who isn't reliant on other people. Like I don't like asking for help. And at this point, people knew I was sad, but I don't think people knew like the extent of it. And so I kind of had to figure it out myself and I had to get my shit together. And the only person that can help you is you. And I stand by that 100%. Like, yes, you can have alternative um, things to help you out, like going to therapy or getting on medication or talking to people. For me, I hated asking for help. And like I said, that's definitely something I still work on because I don't like going to other people and I don't like having other people's weighing in on my life. I was someone who definitely like, I still am. I like to figure things out myself. I don't like asking for help. And so when it came to my mental health, I just didn't know what to do because I knew I had to do something. I was literally at rock bottom. And so this is when I decided to start journaling. That was super, super intimidating. So what I started doing is, like I said in episode one about implementing habits with the book Atomic Habits, um, James Clear writes about how to habit stack and how it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. So I was like, okay, with that information, I am going to start doing a, like a very plain and dry, simple journal prompt from Pinterest every morning for 21 days. And that's exactly what I did. So all you got to do, go on Pinterest. If you're someone who's starting journaling, literally go on Pinterest and all you have to do is type in journal prompts. I think I have a whole board on Pinterest about journal prompts from like way back when. It could be as simple as what movie could you never get tired of watching or what book helps you do escape reality? Like those were the things that I was starting with because it was so simple and it didn't really require any in-depth information. That's kind of how I eased myself into it. And by doing that consistently over a period of time, I got more and more comfortable with the idea of writing my thoughts down on paper. And not to mention, it's just for my eyes to see. So I kind of got over the whole like being vulnerable and writing out my thoughts and feelings because nobody's going to see it. After the 21 days, I started getting more in-depth prompts. So one of the ones that I really liked was if you were alone in a room with the person who hurt you the most, what would you say to them? Things like that. That's what I, you can also look on Pinterest for like deep journal prompts and like easy intro journal prompts and it'll give you some. So Pinterest is definitely where I recommend to start. Um, and like I said, doing those 21 days because it can be very intimidating. I'm not going to lie. Once I started getting more comfortable, I started getting more and more in depth about my answers. 
And I was just honest with myself. After the 21 days, what I started doing was a weekly reflection. So I wasn't necessarily doing a journal entry every single day, but at the end of every single week, I would write down what happened that week, how I felt during the week, and what I was maybe anticipating for the next week or what I was looking forward to. Then after that, I started doing daily entries. And I think, you know, obviously, like I said, you kind of have to have a build up to it because not every day you have the energy to journal. So I started with weekly journal prompts and then I started getting more into daily journal prompts. And at this point, like, yes, it was helping me, but I was still like really sad because I wasn't writing down all of my thoughts. It was just prompts that I was going off of. So once I started getting very comfortable with, you know, like, okay, I did my weekly reflection. I did my daily reflection. How did I feel today? Good, bad, in the middle, whatever. Then I started getting into the nitty gritty details of, well, why did I feel like that? You know, so I knew I was depressed and I started pinpointing, okay, why am I feeling depressed today? Why did I not want to get out of bed today? And sometimes there isn't an answer, you know, but for me, I kind of knew that there was a source of the problem and I was in this like off and on whatever, not even a situationship. It was just like a, I don't even know how to explain it with this guy. Okay. And it was kind of making me crazy. And so I would write down like any interaction that we would have and every time I would go back and reread it, I literally thought I was crazy. I'm like, Ryan, this guy does not give a shit about you. He doesn't. And so that was something that was really hard for me to see that what my friends are telling me, I recognize, but I don't come to terms with it until I write it down myself. It's almost like a self-realization. And that's something I loved about journaling is that it's not just a healing tool but you can reflect so much on things that you didn't even realize were happening or things that other people were telling you and you are too blind to see it yourself when you yourself are writing it down and you can go back and refer to that that's when you know and so that was something for me that I recognized now did I still go back duh us girls nowadays we need to just leave them in the dust at the first sign of fault so that was how I kind of started realizing you know this kid sucks right and I would constantly go back and I still do this today like go back and read entries like three years later and I'm like holy shit I really let someone treat me like that like that's absolutely wild um I go back and I want to shake my younger self and just be like girl if he wanted to he would and he didn't so um I just think journaling is such a great way to not only reflect on ourselves but also to hold ourselves accountable and it just helps us to realize what caused us the pain, whether it be a person, whether it be a situation, the loss of a loved one, maybe financial burdens, whatever it is, um, to be able to see where we were versus where we are now is so, so important. Not to compare ourselves to ourselves, but to be able to reflect and to see that from your own perspective and not somebody else's. 
because I feel like at the end of the day, everyone does what they want to do. Friends stay in relationships because that's what they want to do. Even if their friends have told them a million times, like this guy sucks, you're going to do what you want to do. And so to be able to write down how you truly feel internally and not base your life off of what other people say. But when you can write down and reflect on your own situation for yourself, I think it's such a valuable tool that everyone should implement into their lives. Even if your life is great, that's when I almost think that it's even more important to journal because you can then, if you're in a shitty place, you can go back and read a year before and see what you were doing that made your life so amazing and great and how your outlook was then versus now and maybe change some things around to put you back in that that positive headspace. At the end of the day, there's always an alternative answer to your problems, even if it doesn't seem like it, because trust me, I've been there, I've done that, and being able to recognize it and pinpoint what the issue was is very valuable. Like I said earlier, romanticize it. Make journaling a part of your daily routine. Wake up 30 minutes earlier, make your coconut water with lemon, get some electrolytes in you, sit on your patio, get some sunlight, and journal. It could be as simple as a five-minute journal, just writing three things you're grateful for, or if you wake up with a lot on your mind. Sometimes I wake up with a lot of anxiety. And so, you know, or if I had a dream, just getting up and writing it down, you know, it can clear your mind and it can start your day off on a better note than if you're going to the office super anxious from what you just dreamt about or a toxic thought that you had. Just waking up and writing it down can be super beneficial or even right before bed so you clear your mind of all thoughts so you can wake up clear-headed. I think that's super important as well. It's just very important to ultimately make make it enjoyable and set the scene because when you make it enjoyable, it becomes something you look forward to, not a chore that you have to do. And I think in the beginning of in the beginning of me starting to journal, I kind of saw it as, Ugh, I, I, I forgot I have to do that today. Like I need a journal. But now it's like, oh, I'm going to go set up in my room and I'm going to journal and I'm going to drink my hot tea. Like it just becomes a part of your routine and it becomes something that you want to do rather than something that you have to do. Something that the book Atomic Habits talks about is how you start associating once you start building these habits and you habit stack whatever you're doing say drinking your morning cup of coffee well if you drink your morning cup of coffee and you journal at the same time and your coffee is something that you look forward to every morning but you're journaling as you're drinking it you start associating the things that you love most about your mornings with the task and therefore it inhibits a response trigger so your dopamine levels will then spike and it starts your day off on a great note if you deal with anxiety like i do sometimes waking up super anxious ruins your day even before it's even started so if you could take 10 minutes and just jot down how you're feeling why you're feeling like that it can help to ease the anxiety and rather than dwelling on your emotions all day, you have allowed them to kind of escape your mind and allow the anxious thoughts to be free so you can focus on your tasks throughout the day instead of being worried about it. Another thing I want to touch on is men and their feelings. Journaling is not just a girl thing. I think when guys journal, it is so hot. Like you are an emotionally aware guy. Mm. Mm. 
green flag immediately that just raised you to a solid seven in my book society is so harsh on guys and not allowing them it's like not okay for guys to have emotions and i just think that's so fucked up everyone is entitled to their emotions and how they feel to tell someone that oh you can't cry guys talking about their emotions is so unattractive or all these guys thinking that oh we have to be big macho guys we can't show any emotion the guys who actually journal and are in tune with their emotions know how to treat girls and the guys who don't well that's pretty self-explanatory men are supposed to be successful and they're supposed to be the breadwinners and it's just this whole stereotype that society has created and it's honestly a load of bullshit i think you know times are slowly changing thankfully um however i it's still something that as a society we need to work on this is a whole topic that i want to talk about at another time but men have the highest rates of suicide and it's so sad to know that men feel like they aren't allowed to have feelings and if they do they can't show them and i just think that's so unfair because the fact that they have the highest suicide rates and it's society's idea that they're putting in their head like you have to be these macho guys taking care of the girl and that's just not true I'm a big girl. I can handle myself. When a guy can open up and be vulnerable, there is nothing more attractive than that. And so the fact that society says you can't show emotion is so sad and just so false. I've met a lot of guys that try to put up a front when deep down there's so much going on mentally. When people go through, you know, trauma or hardships in their life, they tend to bury a lot of their emotions and it causes for a recipe for disaster. You know, like it'll hurt you in the long run if you bury all of these feelings down. Like I did that. I would, I had so many breaking points because I just let things fester and I never talked about anything. Obviously when I started journaling, like it definitely made me more vulnerable and I think now I'm way more self-aware. I love talking about things and I love talking about my emotions because it's I've been through so much with my mental health that I'm comfortable now to the point where I know myself and I know when I'm feeling down or what makes me feel a certain way. Now I like talking to people about my feelings and I like getting it out because I've been in a, in a dark place before where I didn't talk about it and I didn't get things out and it was... A whole recipe for disaster and I would explode on people. I was very short-tempered. I would get annoyed very easily. I would lash out at people. I would just get drunk all the time to the point of like not remembering because I was so sad. Like I've been in a really dark place because I didn't talk about things and not to say like everyone has to talk to people to fix your problems. I encourage it a hundred percent because I've been there and I didn't talk to people and I've been at rock bottom, so I know what that's like, but for people n not to encourage these guys to talk about how they feel, and that's exactly what they do, is just bury it, that's when bad things happen and shit hits the fan, and that's just not something that we should implement as a society, and we should become more aware about it, because it's fucking sad, and I'm tired of people being put down for having emotions because that's life and shitty things happen every day to people. So the fact that people aren't allowed to feel badly about things is 
in my opinion, bullshit. It's okay to cry. It's okay to talk to people. Like I said, when someone bottles up how they feel for so long, eventually it comes to a head. And this is where mental health starts to suffer and anxiety and depression creep in, whether it be talking to a therapist or a friend or journaling. With some of the deep conversations I've had with guys who suffer from shitty things in their lives, I always recommend looking into therapy. Not that I've done it, but I would love to. I would love to talk to somebody. And I know a lot of people who go to therapy and they have benefited so, so much from it. But if that's not a step that people are willing to take, that's why journaling is so important because it's not, it's like your own therapist that you have the control of what you talk about, how deep you want to go. It's all up to you. And it's just a self-reflection. You don't have to pay hundreds of dollars to go to therapy when you could literally pen and journal. That's it. That's all you need. At the end of the day, you know, no one can force you to do anything. It's ultimately up to you to help yourself. Like I said earlier, if I didn't help myself, I don't know what headspace I would be in right now. Um, it took a lot of energy and a lot of time and effort to make that decision for myself. And a lot of people aren't as self-aware as I was at the time when I decided I knew I was in a bad place. And if I kept going down this hole that I was eventually never going to be able to crawl out of it. That is something I do want to commend myself on is, you know, being able to recognize mm, shit's not right. So how do I fix this? And a lot of people can't do that. And that's why I ultimately wanted to start this podcast. And a lot of topics I want to talk about, like throughout the pod is just, you know, mental health. I am such an advocate for, you know, taking care of yourself. And there's just a lot of shit that people don't know and a lot of stuff that people deal with on a day-to-day basis. And mental health, yes, thankfully it's being talked about more, but, you know, it's still not at at the place that it should be and it's still looked down upon. A lot of times people just kind of disregarding how you feel and I just want to implement this is a safe space and I prioritize mental health. And so being able to, you know, be vulnerable on here can be very scary because you never know like what people's opinions are going to be of you. But I know myself and I know that if I can even have one person relate to me, that's really ultimately the goal and all that really matters to me. But yeah, I just want to be a voice for people if you know, you're dealing with shit or if you just need someone to relate to, like that's all I ultimately want to get out of this. But yeah, so at the end of the day, um, I think journaling is such a great tool, like I said, to recognize and go back and flip through your entries from a year ago and see where you were and where you are now and maybe make those comparisons. Something else that I've done, like I said in episode one, I talked about how I do an end of year journal reflection and I write about my year and I do um, a, a journal entry like I did one for 2024. What do I want to happen this next year? What are some things that I don't want to bring in the new year with me? This doesn't have to be about resolutions or goals. This is just kind of like what you envision your life being like or what you want to change from the year before. So I encourage you, if you haven't done that already this year, I highly, highly recommend doing that and kind of setting your intentions for what you want this year and to bring in everything that you want to accomplish 
or everything that you want to change this year. Ultimately, I just want to emphasize how important that journaling has been for me and I still journal. It's been three years and I do it all the time. It might not be an everyday thing and I might forget every once in a while, but to me now, journaling isn't a chore. It's something that I choose to do and I love to do because it does make me feel that sense of relief. And if I have a lot of anxiety one day to just write it out, it doesn't even have to be about anything specific. It doesn't have to make any sense. You're the only one reading this. So some of my journals are just bullet points. Some of them I write like four pages because I have a lot on my mind. But when you can write out anything about your day, about how shitty work was, how shitty school was, um, a friendship that's going through the rocks, a relationship that you had a argument with your significant other um, your parents are going through a divorce you're financially struggling like any it can be anything and everything and also I want to emphasize that it doesn't just have to be bad things sometimes my favorite journal entries to read are the ones where I'm in the best place mentally like to be able to go back and be like damn I was really happy like how do I get back there Sometimes those are the most useful entries that I can read about. And so I highly encourage you, even if you're in a good mood, write it down. Why do you feel so great today? So that's my whole spiel on journaling. I know that was kind of a lot, but if you guys want any journal entries, I can definitely send out a list and put that on my Instagram story. On the topic of journaling, my rise wreck of the week, I'm sure you guys could have guessed it, but it is the five minute journal. So I've been using this for a very long time now. And I think this is a great tool to help you get started journaling. Or if you're too intimidated to like write down full entries or to start with prompts, you can do the five minute journal and it literally takes five minutes. You have three sections. You have like three bullet points for things you're grateful for. And then it'll ask you your affirmation for the day and three things you're most excited for for the day. It literally takes five minutes. And then at the end of the day, which sometimes I always forget to do it at night too. I just do it in the morning. But you can go back, reflect what were the three best things that happened to you today and what you look forward to for tomorrow. So that is my rise wreck of the week. And I'll also have that linked in my Amazon storefront. And I'll put that in the description box as well as always. But yeah, I really hope that you guys had a lot to take away from this episode. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye, guys.